person I will nominate, and that person will be the first black woman ever nominated to the United States Supreme Court. It's long overdue in my view. Is there any scenario in which the president would select his vice president Kamala Harris for the Supreme Court? Again, I'm not going to speak to uh, any considerations, preparations, lists. The system continues to fail us. We are not safe anymore. Not even the members of the service. Freedom is back in style. Welcome to the revolution. Yeah, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. This is a special edition of the Sean Hannity Show. America trapped behind enemy lines. Day number 170. Right, hour two, Sean Hannity Show, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program. Kind of amazing. It's 170 days since Joe stabbed Americans in the back, in the back and abandoned them. And uh, it's actually 183 days when he promised he would never do that. Uh, then over the weekend on Sunday, Joe called for the release of a U.S. hostage in Afghanistan, or a U.S. Navy veteran, uh, Mark Franks is his name. He was taken hostage in Afghanistan nearly two years ago. Here's the problem. He didn't mention all the other Americans he abandoned, or military family members, or the thousands of people with green cards eligible to live legally in the U.S., never mind our Afghan allies or the billions in military equipment. Uh, you, you can't even make this stuff up. It's It's pretty unbelievable now. A lot of people are, you know, Democrats are saying they're coming up with a plan for sanctions against Russia if Russia invades Ukraine. All right. Well, this weekend, the Biden administration, you know, keeps saying, oh, there's going to be consequences. Well, it reminds me a lot of Joe Biden suggesting that we have all the leverage with Afghanistan. No, they have all the leverage. They have Americans that are hostages. Listen, there will be enormous consequences. If he were to go in and invade, as he could, the entire country, or a lot less than that as well, for Russia, not only in terms of economic consequences and political consequences, but it'll be enormous consequences worldwide. The president has been very clear, and we as the United States are very clear. If Putin takes aggressive action, we are prepared to levy serious and severe costs, period. We've been clear. If any Russian military forces move across Ukraine's border, that's a renewed invasion. It will be met with swift, severe, and a united response from the United States and our partners and allies. In terms of sanctions, what we have laid out uh, is a very clear message to the Russians. And we've done so in concert and unison with our allies that if they do further invade Ukraine, there will be severe economic consequences uh, and a price to pay. Uh, okay. This is the same guy that, uh, used the word minor incursion into the disastrous press conference. Former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich, is with us. His best selling book is, uh, now in bookstores everywhere. Amazon.com, Hannity.com. It's called Beyond Biden. We can't get there fast enough. Uh, Mr. Speaker, welcome back. 
Um, uh, there's only one way that I can tell that you can have a real impact with Putin. Um, first, you need a strong leader that believes, okay, we, if you understand that Vladimir Putin, 50% of his economy is rooted in energy, oil, and the Nord Stream 2 pipeline exemption waiver that Biden gave Putin while simultaneously firing Keystone XL pipeline workers. Um, that's 50% of his economy. If I were president, which I'll never be, uh, my approach would be, okay, I'm going to bankrupt you. And the way I'm going to bankrupt you is I'm going to outproduce energy. I'm going to pull back the waiver and I'm going to supply our Western European allies all their energy needs so they don't ever have to go to Russia again. Well, that, that is exactly what Reagan did to the Soviet Union. Uh, he understood going in, in 1981 that the only major source of foreign earnings was oil. And so he set out on a strategy with the Saudis, who were very mad at the Russians for having invaded Afghanistan. And uh, they deliberately drove down the price of oil. I think it got as low as $2 a barrel. Uh, and they literally cut off all of the hard currency that the Soviet Union counted on to be able to buy weapons and to be able to invest in research and development. And within five years, they had bankrupted the country. Uh, and I think if we if we had followed uh, President Trump's policy of energy independence, and if we were right now producing all the oil and gas we could, uh, Putin would be a lot poorer. The Germans would have American natural gas to rely on to offset the Nord Stream two, and we'd be in a much stronger position. So, and, you know, it's it's very ironic to me that you have. Biden and his team pleading with Russia and with Saudi Arabia to produce more gas and oil at the very time that they're talking about bringing pressure to bear on Russia, whose biggest single pressure point is the sale of oil. Well, as a matter of fact, the Biden administration is digging in deeper. They're going further into more restrictions on energy production in the country. In other words, they're really doubling down on inflation, stupid and and I don't really see any way out of it short of getting a new Congress and a new president. But a lot of what he's doing, he's doing by executive action and executive orders. He's not even going to Congress. So people I, I have not to be confused. I mean, no. These are deliberate policies. These aren't accidents. They're not examples of incompetence. You have a bunch of very left wing, big government socialists who are very woke in their social values. And, for example, somebody made the comment to me earlier today that, they worried a lot more about the American border with Mexico than the Russian border with Ukraine. And I just had to make the point that, you know, this is not this is not because they're incompetent. This is because the Biden, Pelosi, Schumer team want to have open borders. They want to have millions of people entering the U.S. illegally. They're happy to see them not get a, a criminal record check, not get a covid check. Uh, and, this, and so. We shouldn't be confused that this is some mistake. This is their policy. But what they're saying is, and if you listen to any of the left-wing commentators on any program over the weekend, you know, they're all saying, oh, this is a great opportunity. Now he gets to pick a Supreme Court justice, and, and this is exactly what he needed. He needed a win. And meanwhile, they're kind of ignoring the fact that a, a poll comes out showing that 
what, nearly 76%, actually 76% of Americans don't think he should have gender, race um, qualifications as as the reason to pick a Supreme Court justice. And they would prefer that, that Joe Biden, in fact, you know, open himself up to maybe any qualified candidate. So, in other words, Americans are rejecting identity politics. Sure. But this, is, this has been very steady. I mean, when we did a survey on big government socialism versus free market capitalism, it was 59% for free market capitalism and 16% for big government socialism. If you, do, if you do a survey, for example, on whether or not kids ought to be taught the truth about American history, it's overwhelming. Uh, if you ask them whether the Martin Luther King's position that the content of your character is more important than the color of your skin, that's 91 to 6. Uh, <clears throat> what you have is a hard-left minority trying desperately to use the power of government to force the rest of us to do things we profoundly don't believe in. And it's all, of course, crumbling down. And they have a chance of having the worst election for Democrats since 1920. I mean, I just... You can feel the tsunami building, and it's a combination of both performance failure. You know, just go to the gas station or the grocery store. I mean, Cliff and I were in a store, a grocery store yesterday, and there were entire shelves that were empty uh, because no product was there. She was trying to buy something this morning online. It's not available. Uh, and I so you have a whole just plain out performance failure, and you have an ideology failure. And if the Republicans are smart... They'll spend a lot of energy tying the two together. We did a little video at, at uh, AmericanMajorityProject.com uh, where we we have big government socialism just doesn't work or isn't working. And we showed you case after case after case after case. And in three minutes, you get sort of tired of hearing it. But you're pretty well convinced it's true. And this is, I think, a huge problem for the left that their ideas don't work, they can't get rid of them, they're stuck with them, and they're stuck with them no matter what the public thinks. All right, so they're not going to change the policy on COVID. I mean, running out of tests is unforgivable for me. Uh, running out of monoclonal antibodies is unforgivable, especially Omicron-specific ones. We got a, a super a variant of Omicron, apparently, has made its way into the U.S. now. We're watching it closely. Uh, they've not, not mass-produced the antivirals that every doctor I talk to praises. Um, then we've got the issue of the border. Uh, then we've got energy dependence issues, which Donald Trump had gotten rid of. Now we've got, you know, inflation at a 40-year high. Seventy-plus percent of Americans blame Biden for inflation. If he doesn't adjust his energy policies, tell me, how is it ever possible to get out of inflation? With the Fed raising interest rates and cutting down money supply, I actually think now we're headed towards stagflation with those policies. Oh, I think it's very likely you're going to end up with crippling the economy and trying to defeat inflation. Remember, when, when Jimmy Carter's inflation got way out of control, they had to come in and raise interest rates so high that they crushed the economy for two years. It was only when the Reagan tax cuts finally began to uh, return money to the American people that they began to pull out of a very deep recession in 1982. Uh, and I think that we have the same thing going on here. The, the, the inflation's out of control. It's going to get worse. Uh, all of their policies and energy guarantee it's going to get worse. Uh, the crises building around the world, and remember, 
the price of oil translates into uh, the price of a series of things in agriculture. So now agriculture prices start going up, and you begin getting food shortages. I mean, you know, you, you, you wouldn't have thought five years ago it was possible to so mismanage the American economy that there are shortages of beef or of chicken or of pork, but that's what's coming down the road. I mean, it's it's just astonishing to watch and to watch prices going up. I mean, if you go out to eat for dinner, you now very often are paying 20% more than you used to uh, because all the different factors that go into a restaurant are driving the prices up. I tell my audience all the time, I do my own grocery shopping. I don't know why people are so surprised at that, but, you know, I'm like, I like to go ro- grocery shopping. I know exactly what I want to buy. And I now I'm on a pretty much a paleo diet. And I'm from my own experience, it is a dramatic increase in beef prices, in pork prices, in chicken prices. Uh, you now have instances where restaurants are adding chicken thighs to the menu, not the most popular part of the chicken, because it costs less to produce. So, um, I mean, I'm seeing it with my own eyes how real this is. The cost of produce is through the roof. If if you're buying produce, whatever you buy, fruits and vegetables. And, of course, they don't have a clue. And on top of all that, they're following George Soros's radical pro-criminal anti-police policies all across the country. And so... In in addition to all the shortages, in addition to all the inflation, you have a rising murder rate, carjacking rate, uh, robbery rate that really takes us back to the 1970s. I mean, we haven't seen anything like this in the last 50 years. All right, quick break. We'll come back more with former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich's new book, Beyond Biden, Hannity.com, Amazon.com, bookstores everywhere. More with former Speaker of the House, Newt Gingrich. We'll get to your calls in a minute. 800-941-SEAN. His new book, by the way, available beyond Biden, and it can't happen soon enough. How does this end? And is there and maybe I'm missing something. Is there a way that that Joe Biden is able to get out of this malaise? I'll, I'll use a term from the Carter years. Uh, because I, I, if he adheres to the rigid leftist neat, Green New Deal policies, of his base, which he seems to be doing, I don't see how he gets out of this situation. Well, I doubt if he does get out of it. I think it just gets steadily worse. And, and these things tend to compound. It's, it's, it's like watching a team that once it begins to fumble and it begins to throw interceptions, they just get more and more and more. And, and uh, gradually, one of the, I always used to tell people, governing is at least 10 times harder than campaigning. Because things come at you all day, every day. You never know what the next crisis is going to be. Uh, and you never know. Uh, you know, you have much weaker tools to change it than people think. And so I think they've, they've got themselves uh, a, a gradual slide all summer and fall to an election, which I think literally could be the biggest uh, all right, when you won in- party since 2020. In, in the first midterm of Obama, he lost, I think, 68 68- House seats and some, what, seven, eight, nine Senate seats. When you became Speaker, how many House seats did you win that year? We, we, we picked up uh, 54 House seats st- and, a, and some Senate seats. All right, but you started with how many only, how many? Well, we were, we were much lower. We were probably about 190. So yeah. 
McCarthy's starting with almost a majority. I think he's virtually guaranteed. And it's, it's hard for me to imagine a circumstance where you don't end up with Speaker McCarthy next year. No. Uh, and, you know, and I think the same thing is going to happen in the Senate because when you get these tsunamis, what, what happens is not necessarily that your candidate does much better, but the other team gets killed. So this is what happened in New Jersey in that state Senate president race where the, most people didn't know who the Republican was. He only spent $2,300, and he was an independent trucker, and he didn't have any big-name ID. But what they did know was who the state Senate president was, and they walked in and said, not him. Mm -hmm. Well, they elected a guy who, in a normal year, wouldn't have had a chance, suddenly wins a decisive victory. That's going to happen all across the country this year. And you're yep. going to see people who nobody thinks can win suddenly showing up as an incumbent. We could have won New Jersey's governorship. We, nobody paid enough attention to it. We tried, but we came in too late. Mr. Speaker, love having you. His book is out Great. beyond Biden. Amazon.com, Hannity.com, bookstores everywhere. Quick break, right back. Liberals nuts. Sean Hannity is back on the radio right now. All right, 25 to the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN. You want to be a part of the program? I would ask Linda this question, but she has zero knowledge of any of it. Uh, Jason is uh, a huge NFL fan. You've got to admit, the last two weekends, um, these playoff games and the championship games, you know, yesterday have the, the probably the best two weeks back to back. Every single game was phenomenal. If I had to pick a favorite, it probably would have been the Bills and Kansas City. What do you think, Jason? No, oh, I agree. I mean, even going back to Week 18, where the the Sunday night game went down to the very last second, and that decided Crazy. if the 49ers even got into the playoffs or not. It it's been it's been a wild wild time. Um, we had a cool moment in Kansas City, and I'm a, I'm a fan of Mahomes like everybody else. I think he's you know just young, gifted, talented, and he's got 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 it all. Um, anyway, he um, he lost yesterday in a really close another close game. Uh, they won the the coin flip again. If he would have gotten a touchdown, like the Bills never got to touch the ball in overtime the week before because they got a touchdown. That's the rule, which, by the way, I think there's an argument for it. No, you got to give both teams at least one shot at the ball. Um, and uh, anyway, but that's up to the NFL. But anyway, at the start of the game, and this had happened in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs last year, and it wasn't the who started it. It wasn't the Islanders who started it. That's right. It was the Tampa Bay Lightning started this, and then the Islander fans picked up on it, and it really became like a very cool movement. So before the game started yesterday, you had can't the a woman was singing the national anthem. I don't remember her name. Um, beautiful voice, but the mic kept cutting out. So then the Kansas City Chiefs fans, well, they just took over and started singing it themselves. <laughs> Oh, my God. 
But it was Ashanti, wasn't it? Uh, Jason who sang that, right? Yes, it was Ashanti. So then they confirmed that she had technical issues. What a beautiful voice she has! And how cool is it when the crowd gets involved? It's um, you know what it re- it's it it reminds me of, and I'm not making a comparison to to Nazis, but when people just automatically love their country, and I think a lot of this is a backlash to wokeness. And I'm not making any comparisons, but remember the scene in The Sound of Music and the Von Trapp family singers, and they had this plan to escape. And anyway, Mr. Von Trapp, they had Nazi soldiers ready to take him away, and he, as a encore, started singing the Austrian National Anthem. Correct me if I'm wrong on this, Linda. I'm going from memory here. And it was just such so, so a powerful movement because Austria knew you know what the nazis were all about now there's no comparison here to what i just love when when countrymen you know i think america is now had it with wokeness very different from what they were dealing with in austria okay to be clear but it's just at moments certain anthems take on special meaning like kid rock rock rock's new song has just gone viral um you know, being anti-vax, anti-mask, anti-everybody, and f you, and and drop dead, and it's like the number well, one. Well, I'm going to disagree gently with you. I have two things to disagree on. I don't think her mic was that bad. I don't understand what everybody's talking about. I think the crowd was just moved and wanted to be patriotic. I mean, her she sounded just fine to me. I could hear her just fine, even if she was I dipping heard a, a little bit. I heard a couple. She sounded of- fine. I heard a couple of blips in the sound. Yeah, but it I wasn't like were. the Islanders were like, forget about it. They took over. You know, that girl, she just needed to stand there and let them sing. This was like they were singing together, which is awesome. I'm happy to see patriotism wherever we can get it. As far as what's happening with Kid Rock, it's not that he's anti-vax. It's that he's anti-mandate. Yeah, he doesn't exactly. want people to have true. to, you he's know, acquiesce anti-vax. to anything, which I love. He's pro-freedom, and I think that's the reason. Exactly. The reason. Exactly. You said <laughs> Exactly. By the way, did I make clear enough that I'm not making an analogy? I just think you know, any, it, any moment. It makes that me sad anthem, that you have to. I'm yeah, like, is that really? I'm like, clearly we're just talking about but that was when a people have moments, moment. you know? Yeah, yeah. Like that uh, w- the comparison is only on this level, specifically yeah. and only that at that moment the anthem meant something. I exactly. think as a backlash to all of wokeism. Mm-hmm. And and everything politically correct. Now crowds are saying, basically, let's go Brandon to everybody. And by singing uh, loudly and proudly, 
the national anthem, I think they're sending a loud message. I was shoveling and out I of like a snowstorm it. on Saturday. Yeah. And I was out there shoveling. And my mm-hmm. neighbor came over to help me because it was a lot of snow and I was by myself. And uh, he came over and uh, we started talking. And I've never talked to this man in my life about what his politics are. Did the person talk about your accent? And you started talking when you were Well, I mean, everybody in the neighborhood knows I'm from New York, so it's not a secret. Um, But we started talking, and and he was like, he's like, yeah, all I need is a shovel that says, let's go, Brandon. And I'm like, oh, hello. (laughs) Now you speak my language. I got a nice neighbor here. I'm like, hey. I'm like, you know, I liked you before. Now I really like you. You're not just helping me shovel. Now we're talking politics. And it was was interesting. You know, just he's like a regular guy. He's not in politics, but he's just like, I can't stand to see my country torn apart over just complete and total – ideology he's like where are the freedoms where's the freedom to disagree and i'm like yeah i hear you man it was pretty Um, interesting you know listen i don't really care what other people's views are i don't care how left or woke people want to be if you that's your that's your thing you go be left you go be woke but i think the country's had it with all of it and all of the misinformation and all of the shifting uh standards and and demands for testing all the government incompetence with covid there's nobody I know in my life that trusts Fauci, Biden, Kamala, the NIH, the CDC, nobody. And by the way, they've earned our distrust. They've earned all of it, in my opinion. All right, let's get to the phone. I think you're right. Yeah, I think I'm right, too. For once in my life, I'm actually really right. <laughs> Can you believe it? No, you are. You're right. Uh, anyway, uh, let's go to, let's say, hi to Barbara's in Maryland. Hey, Barbara, how are you? Glad you called. Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. What's How are you on? today? You sound great. Thank you. I feel good. Well, life, I is, well, life is good, I, except for all the people I can't help with COVID because there's no, there's nothing, there's no therapeutics available for anybody. There's not something, but you know what? God is good and we're going to get through this. First of all, I just like to say, I love what Speaker Ginrich had to say, and I, I'm just very pumped up about this the upcoming 2022 election um he talked about people who maybe uh you never thought they could win before i know here in baltimore we've got people who have um had very low profiles who are real america first candidates that have been kind of pushed aside and i want if you know people who hear me here in Baltimore County, I, I, I say all the incumbents, a lot of these incumbents that have been around, these throwbacks and retreads, um, it's time to, it, we need new blood and people who are going to really put our, our uh, county and our country first. So with that said, I would like to tell you what has really been bothering me about President Biden's decision to insult the black women on his list of Supreme Court nominees. I am so disappointed. When he first said it, I couldn't believe my ears that he actually said that. Now, I'll tell you this about me, Sean. I went to college. I was a very competitive person. I wanted good grades. I worked real hard for my grades. I graduated right at the top of my class. Not number one, but pretty close. And, and I went at night working a full-time job during the day. But I was competitive and I did well and I wanted to do well. And it just made me start to think, what would the person, anyone, how, how can you take this nomination? How can you accept it after him saying that? Uh, I, it, 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 it look, so whoever selfish. gets it's going to accept it. There, there are qualified people 
of any race, background, et cetera. Here's the bottom line. But you want to be selected for your qualifications. That, that, even if that was his intention and and Democrats over the weekend were saying, well, Reagan said he wanted to appoint the, a woman to the Supreme Court. So um, I don't I hadn't remembered that. I guess it's true. I don't know. I just think the, the standard ought to be the single best, most qualified person you can find and the one that fits right. your judicial philosophy and, and views. Well, I wish he had said that because, you know, it made me start thinking as a black woman, uh, you know, what do you, what do you tell people? Like, yeah, well, he, you know, they picked you because you were black anyway. You think that, that people won't say that to her or think that of her? Yes. And I think what he did was poison the well is what he did. He, he just, he didn't have to say it. He's, he's such a racist that everything he does, see, you know, when he starts talking about uh, race, it just comes out. And this is, to me, an instance of it. Uh, you know, when you start talking, what do you tell your kids? My qualifications were good, but the president of the United States picked me because I'm black. Come on. I, I, I just, honestly, I well, know. in this case, gender, an African-American woman, I really, the bottom line is he's only going to pick somebody that has you know, a radical view that kind of dismisses co-equal branches of government, believes in legislating from the bench, that is a judicial activist, and uh, we just know what philosophically he's going to look for. Democrats, interestingly... Well, I think all of that is true, Sean. All of that's true, but I think the first, what he was thinking very selfishly about was using this issue to stop the flood of black people who are leaving the Democrat Party because of his lousy policies. Well, That's what I think his number one goal was here. I think you got a talk show in your, Barbara. Thank you for a good call. We appreciate it. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Feel the difference. Back to our busy phones. Mark, Indiana, next, Sean Hannity Show. What's up, Mark? How are you? Hey, Sean. It's an honor to speak with you, as always. Thank um, you, my friend. What's going uh, on? Hey, uh, I've been a, I've been involved in the trucking industry my entire life, and it's been my passion since I was a kid. And sadly, 16 and a half years ago, I was involved in an accident um, on my motorcycle, not in a truck, which left me legally blind. And as a result oh, no. of that, now, you know, yeah, it makes it hard because I can't get a job. Most companies are afraid to hire me because of my vision impairment, which is not saying much, but um, about them. Um, but as a result of that, I get disability. And, you know, it drives me nuts because, you know, Joe Biden and his inflation is I live on a fixed income for the most part. And it's not helping him that he's running all the prices of all the food. And as you've been talking up. And it just doesn't make my life easier, and and it makes it tough on people like myself. And it's frustrating when I see him talking and people just talking about everything from supply chain to whatever. And I've forgotten more about supply chain and trucking than they'll ever know. You know, by the way, if, if American truckers, this is how we paid back frontline medical workers. We said, yeah, you better get a booster. We're going to fire you. People that were diving on COVID grenades and working in COVID Petri dishes, you know, for oh, two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and the same with truckers. If truckers ever stopped, we see this this trucking rebellion. We're going to talk to some of them, uh, these truckers at the, the bottom of this half hour. You see what's happening in Canada if that happens here. If truckers didn't truck, 
New York would have died uh, during the beginning of this pandemic. They kept trucking. And you know what? We weren't asking them if they were had a vaccine or a booster. They bravely went out there. They did their job. And now this is how we repay them. The people that, you know, are so critical to our daily life and every every product we buy is thanks to them. Now, in terms of people like yourself that are on a fixed income and have a disability, it sucks. I I, I've lived there at the point in my life where I could barely pay my rent. It sucks. And now, you know, I go in and I do my grocery shopping. You can't afford the stuff you used to get. So if you maybe if you like protein, well, now maybe you're getting, uh, you know, beans and rice instead of, uh, you know, chicken and pork or whatever you happen to like. And those are real choices that real people are making. Uh, it's sad and it's all preventable. That's the whole point of this. But anyway, my friend, God bless you and hang in there. If we can ever help you with a job search or anything, let us know. Um, we try to help people whenever we can.